What's going on, everybody? Jason Gerstenberger here. This is Burn Weight Loss Strategies for Busy Professionals, and thanks so much for tuning in. This is part three of the mini-series of how I almost blew it and gained weight back and the lessons I learned along the way. Uh, so as you know, the first two episodes, I gained weight back when I was 20 years old or 21 at the time because I didn't really have a plan. I had no system. I just drifted right back to where I started. Uh, fast forward seven years later, fix it again and keep it off for years and years and years. And then a couple of serious significant injuries caused a lot of pain and uh, almost an identity crisis inside of me because my physical abilities to work out were stripped away from me. Figure that out, master nutrition, master my emotions, lose the weight again, move on. Now, life is good. Like I said, this is uh, now 2016. I am rehabbing my setbacks physically still, but my nutrition is on point and life is good. Life is very good. And uh, that, that trend continued for a few more months. You know, my work is stable, still working on the railroad, um, still on call which is a little bit chaotic, but you learn to manage that. You have certain go-to foods, like I said, being on the go, being on the road, uh, and my weight is stable. You know, I'm back down to 200 pounds, feeling good. I like my progress, uh, not where I want to be physically, only because I'm still nursing nerve damage in my right arm, a lot of weakness in my left arm from the surgery, but um, I'm doing the best I can. You know, I'm trying to really focus on what I can handle and what I can do. So fast forward to the winter of 2017. My grandmother called me and she told me that my father was in the hospital and he was unresponsive. Hopped in the shower, grabbed my stuff, headed over to the hospital. I called my work. I let him know I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it in and I don't know what's going on. They were great. They helped me. It was hard to believe what I was looking at when I got to the hospital. My father was in rough shape. Later on that day, the hospital had... Um, kind of calmed us and assured us that there was no major problems with my dad, even though he was unresponsive. They had said no heart attack, no stroke. Maybe maybe things are going to be okay. Return to the hospital the next day. This is Monday. A new doctor sees my father and, and tells me that he thinks my father had a massive stroke and he needs to do an emergency MRI to confirm his diagnosis. Ultimately, his worst fears are realized. He lets me know that my father had a massive stroke and it's also too late to do anything. And my father is in what's called a, a state of locked in syndrome. So his mind is wide awake. His body is completely paralyzed. He is trapped inside of his body and there's almost no hope of recovery. So this is a forever thing and this is as good as it's going to get. And, and this is hell. So we spend a week trying to see if there's a chance of helping him and, and fixing this condition. And we plead with him and he's able to communicate with us via eye blink, uh, up and down movements of the eye only because uh, he can't control anything else. He's working with us and he's letting us know that he's getting frustrated, but um, he's given us the time to try and fix this and, and he understood how serious it was, but we didn't want to make any hasty decisions. And unfortunately, after a week of trying to find some sort of help that we could deliver for him, we had a meeting and, and decided that um, we would see if he wanted to be taken off of life support because we knew that he had never wanted to 
be in a vegetative state. And this is in a lot of ways worse than a vegetative state because he's wide awake. You know, obviously these moments are burned in my head for all of time. We went in, we talked to him, the doctors talked to him and asked him if he wanted to discontinue treatment. He emphatically moved his eyes up for yes. And we took him off of life support. You know, this process, as you can imagine, for everybody who has to see someone who you love and there's nothing you can do to help them, there's no, there's no way out. There's nothing you can do to make anything better. It caused a tremendous amount of pain. In some ways, it was almost like being set on fire, but you just weren't lucky enough to be able to pass out and die. You were just wide awake and on fire. It was the most extreme, excruciating pain I had ever experienced in my life. I can't even begin to try to put into words the feeling of helplessness and the feeling of pain of seeing someone suffer so much and to have to be put in such a position that it's almost unfathomable how horrific the last week of his life was. When that was over, I didn't have really any coping mechanisms. I didn't have anything in place, and I, I, I obviously nobody does. There's no fucking playbook for something that bad happening. But, um, you know, I took time off of work. I kind of just went into hiding, and I drank myself to sleep for basically a month after that. Um, every day consisted of just waking up, going to the store, buying beer, coming home, drinking until I passed out because it was just horrific to be awake. It, it really was. I, I mean, everything about... Being alive at that time was horrific and it was painful and it was torture because my mind could only go back to what was at the hospital. And uh, interestingly enough, during that time, I really didn't gain any weight, even though I, I was drinking a lot of beer. So naturally you think there's a lot of sugar and carbohydrates in there, but I don't know that I was really eating all that much. I was probably eating once a day, maybe so calorically. I was probably still close to on track, even though I was destroying myself from the inside out with alcohol very briefly. Um, so I didn't really gain a whole lot of weight. I was probably in a state of shock for a period of time. Uh, so I was still identifying with a healthy lifestyle and everything like that. And, and, and moving forward, I was, I was eating relatively healthy and I was maintaining my weight for probably about six, seven months after that, no problem. Uh, and then uh, six months later, the bottom fell out. You know, I, I really just, it was like a switch. I went numb to the world, you know. I started eating very poorly. I didn't have any feelings. I wasn't sad. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't angry. I was just numb. And, you know, I was, I was really depressed. I just didn't know it. And, you know, I didn't know about PTSD or anything like that and how it could happen to somebody who wasn't in a wartime crisis uh, and, and, or somebody who hadn't been physically assaulted. I just I didn't understand that there were certain things I was going through that I, I just wasn't aware of and, and my brain needed to heal. So it was a very, very dark year for me following that slide into gaining weight back. And eventually I, I did start to talk to someone professionally about the problems I was facing and about a lot of the pain I was feeling, I had ballooned up to like 280 pounds again, which is really bad, but it's good considering I didn't go back to the 350, 400 pound zone. Like 280 seemed to have been my ceiling once again. 
And at first, I didn't want to. I didn't, I didn't have any desire to do anything. I didn't have any desire to uh, be healthy. I didn't have any desire to be accountable. I, I didn't care about much at all. Uh, I was just, I was numb to the world. I needed to find some inspiration, even though I had no emotions of any kind. I was destroyed. I was totally destroyed. You know, the guilt and pain, like I said, that I felt over my father was just, it seemingly was insurmountable. But eventually, I realized, as you probably heard in a few of the episodes before this, that fitness and nutrition is how I connected with my father for almost the entire second half of my life. You know, from like 19 years old until 33, everything I had done in regard to getting in shape at 19 uh, was to connect and connect with my father and to make my dad proud. And, you know, I realized I had this opportunity after he had passed away to connect with him again and to try to, to stay feeling like I would be making him proud by honoring him and uh, returning to a life of fitness and eating well. So ultimately, my passion and motivation was given a little bit of a jump start when I realized that I really was hurting inside and I was gaining weight back because I didn't feel that connection anymore with my dad. And I didn't feel that identity and that need to impress him as a son, if that makes any sense. So what I did was realize that I have an opportunity to continue honoring my father and living the way he wanted me to. And that ultimately helped fuel the fire to turn things around. It helped me push through this period of just drifting through space without any direction and any purpose. It helped me kind of recenter myself and find, find my base camp. So it was really great. And, and uh, you know, in that time, I, like I said, I was getting help for pain I was feeling with my father's, the loss of my father. But, uh, you know, not only did I lose the 80 pounds and got back to 200 pounds, but after six years of physical therapy and chiropractic visits for the uh, getting traction on my neck to, to bring that nerve back, back to life in my right arm, I could finally lift weights again and relatively pain-free. So in October of 2019, almost seven years after my neck injury, I was able to do a full workout of push-ups and pull-ups just like I used to love doing, and I had come full circle. You know, I had climbed back to that place of physical superiority that was good enough for me. That was where I wanted to go. I was proud. You know, I'm never going to be on the cover of Men's Health magazine. I'm not going to ever be a bodybuilder. I don't want to be. I want to have a lean, muscular physique with not a whole lot of excess. So I spent my whole life wanting to be smaller. I, I, don't, I don't identify with the people that want to be muscle-bound, you know. But it felt really, really good to have climbed back to that place that I wanted to be and to be back to that level, you know? And I've never been one to take my health for granted because I saw my mother's health deteriorate at a young age when she had MS. And, and then in 2017, I saw my father go from perfectly healthy, seemingly perfectly healthy to paralyzed in a day. Um, but I was really, really grateful to get back on top. And it felt good. It felt good to be back there. It feels good to be able to use both of my arms again. And, uh, you know, we're in 2020 now, but uh, it feels great going forward to know that I battled back. And even though I had two setbacks since I initially figured things out and created my program when I, I hurt both of my shoulders 
and then my father passing away, it feels good to know that I, I climbed back up again. And I don't look at any of those experiences as a loss. I have taken something from each of them and try to figure out how I could become better moving forward because of those moments. How can I, what is the lesson that has presented itself in each of those moments in my life? And that's what's made me ultimately stronger to feel like I'm in control of my destiny moving forward. And each time I've slipped and fallen backwards, I have gotten back up and moved forward stronger. And I hope that you can use these moments, I guess, in my life to do the same. I want you to see how your setbacks are really opportunities in disguise. And if you can take those opportunities and you can capitalize on them and you can learn from them and you can grow, becoming stronger for the next time, you know, your success has no limits. You know, I hope these inspire you to keep fighting because it is a fight. Life is a fight. It's not easy. It's not easy to lose weight, especially if you gained it back because you feel so defeated. You feel like you're going back over the same thing twice. But if you find a system and you find a plan that's built for the long run, your success really has no limits. And you can go as far as you need to without doing any exercise at all, or you can incorporate exercise so long as you're physically able. But if you're not, that's not the end of the world. And if you're in a lot of pain right now, I understand. I know exactly where you're coming from, and you can still change your life. So this is the end of the three parts of how I almost blew it in regard to my diet and exercise, uh, how I almost blew the weight loss that I worked so hard to achieve. And I hope by sharing those moments with you, it not only shows you that this is kind of how life goes. Like there's just, there's no straight line to success. It's a lot more like the stock market than a linear, you know, A to B trip. You go up, 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 then you have a setback. Then you climb up, 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 you go a little bit higher. Then you have another setback. Then you go up, 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 a little bit higher. Then you break through. And that's really the same thing. It's universal, whether it's investments, whether it's fitness, whether it's anything at all. This is how life happens. And you just got to take steps forward. You got to stay on track and you got to keep moving forward. So, you know, this is the end of the three parts of how I almost blew it in regard to gaining weight and then having to lose it again. And I hope uh, these, these lessons that I learned along the way can inspire you also to improve if you have had success in the past and then now are feeling like you're a little bit of a failure or you're feeling like you've got a long way to go. Just understand that this is how it goes. This is life. Life is full of ups and downs. And it's about staying centered as best you can. And when you realize that you're off-centered, finding your way back as quickly as possible to that center so you can move forward and make progress and do the best with what you have in front of you. You know, it's like that old Arthur Ashe quote, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. It's the exact same thing with weight loss. You just want to take whatever tools, whatever skills you have at your disposal and use them to your advantage to get further ahead. So this is the end of episode four of How I Almost Blew It. If you're liking the Burn podcast, Weight Loss Strategies for Busy Professionals, please consider subscribing. Please consider going on iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. It'll help out a lot. I'm trying to grow this uh, from the ground up. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me via email, jason at jasonfit.com. 
or on Instagram at at weightlosscoachj. Thanks so much.